It's shake and bake, and I help. I met her at the Burger King. We fell in the machine. Hey, where's the meat? We have the meat. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. This is Heartburn Honeys with Jason and Stephanie and food. You ate it, Ralph. No one's keeping us to a schedule. No, no, they're not. How? Hi, folks. Uh, it's us, the Honeys. And uh, I have just been presented. And by presented, you mean I threw it at you? Yeah. It is uh, from a local chocolatier here, uh, Mally's. Uh, it is called Ma- uh, Mally-O's, which is, uh, oh, I know what it is. It's a chocolate-covered Oreo. So, I am opening this up. She already had hers. But you didn't, you didn't honey is it, did you? because it's just got a thick layer of chocolate mm-hmm. on it. Isn't it? A delight. hmm Oh, man. Mm. And we are having fish and chips for dinner, which uh, we'll probably... Or lunch. Or lunch, whatever. I... <laughs> it is. Oh. 2.07. We'll probably honey is that too if you'd like. Um, I'd ask the audience if they want to have, uh, if, if they want us to, to honey is it, but. It It'll won't be re- Molly and she'll give us an <laughs> answer after I've forgot, or my mom, after I've already forgotten what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So. So we'll honey is it and release it at our own risk. Hmm. Okay, that was really good. I do enjoy a good uh, chocolate-covered Oreo. Pretty much I like anything if you chocolate-cover it. Um, one of my favorite items on earth is chocolate-covered pretzels. Now you know. Um, Mally's does make really good chocolate covered pretzels. I try to buy a box every so often, you know, at least once a year, but I haven't bought them for the past couple of years because, oh yeah, this uh, disaster that we've been living in, and I just haven't wanted to go anywhere. So, anyway, uh, I say I. I'm going to break it here, and then uh, we'll come back when we talk about fish and chips. So, see you in a bit. Okay, now we're back. Uh, the, the fish and chips, or french fries, are done. I know the box is fr- uh, uh Chips, but you know, I'm, I'll call them French fries. Um, I also I made some uh, homemade-ish tartar-ish sauce. So I made some vinegar coleslaw. Mm-hmm. 
So we have a, a lovely uh, a lovely lunch here. I like that I gave you two updates about the tartar sauce situation. Mm. Yes. Even though it annoys me when you give me multiple food updates, mm. I sure as hell turned around and gave you. But I didn't say anything. Two tartar sauce updates. You should have called me on my shit, Jason. Uh. In, tw in 12 hours. Because this is... You did ask me to keep you abreast of yes. the situation. Yes, yes I did. In case you had something you could bring. But still. I, I wouldn't trust the, the tartar sauce in my fridge. Oh, that's why I threw out the stuff I had. Yeah. I will do my... I'll, t I'll toss mine on uh, a Tuesday for trash day. Just because I don't want it to sit in my kitchen can. Well, I had that hippie stuff I got at Lucky's. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the regular. And it was... The hippie stuff. It was okay, but it wasn't what I would call tartar sauce. And it had nothing mm. to do with the non-dairy. It didn't have, like, capers or pickles in it. Mm. From what I recall. It was just, like, a creamy sauce. Well, mine doesn't have capers in it. Uh, it has relish. It has a little horseradish, just for a little a little zing. I hope you didn't look at... I hope you didn't look at the dates of any of those things you were using. Nah. Eh. I cleaned up my fridge last year, so it couldn't be like, that bad. I like the way you put stuff, like, you put both plates in front of me to pick. Hmm. You just try the fry? Mm-hmm. All this came in a box, and it said British style, mm -hmm. which could mean anything. Usually not good. I do wish we had malt vinegar, but... We do not. Ooh, shit. Mm. I mean... There you go. You know what we do have? British style. Sorry, that sounded like a slur. Aha, uh -huh. HP sauce. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just want a little on the side. <laughs> Jason is gently putting a little on the side and I have just squirted it all over my entire plate. <laughs> Let it sit like that for now. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. So, frozen fish is either fine or it's terrible. There's no in-between. <laughs> I'm going to try your coleslaw. There's rarely a fantastic frozen fish, you know. The batter, surprisingly mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. The fish itself, hmm, um, not... It's your typical... Frozen fish. Typical fro frozen formed fish. So I'm just going to load it up with tartar sauce. <laughs> so each of these meals, and it was just the fries and that big filet. Mm-hmm. Like salsa or eight bucks. But, you know, then you got to add your own condiments. Right. And then if you want a vegetable that isn't a fried potato, <laughs> you have to provide that. I should have made mushy peas. <laughs> have you seen that video going around the internet where they talk about a, a pee wet mm -mm. in Scotland? 
Scotland is known for having quite the culture of fried foods. So they'll take like a fried whatever patty of something. Mm-hmm. Meat pie, piece of something. <coughs> they put it on a bun. And then they take the like goop from the mushy peas and they spread it <laughs> on whatever you're eating. Mm. So I saw a video where a guy went into one of these these chip shops and tried all of the like to what us uh, sounds like the grossest foods. And he said they were surprisingly good. Mm. Definitely better than they looked. And if you can believe anything on the internet, it's some random dude eating fried food for internet points, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I I would trust that more than you know, somebody who went in someplace and like everything was awful and you know Well and he, he wasn't sponsored by the shop. Right. The guy in the shop seemed amused. I think I think for the most part like YouTube food channels are probably a bit more honest than any other channel. Well this was on Twitter. So mm. who knows? Your um homemade tartar ish sauce is good. Oh, thank you. Horseradish was a good choice. It's a little horseradish, a little coarse mustard, mayo, relish, and some onion powder. So, forgiveness to the fish patty people. It's not a patty. It's actually a filet. Hmm. I, there's just something about the freezing that changes the texture a little to me. Right. Um... For some reason, when you get it fast food, I know it's frozen there too. But they deep fry it. Mm -hmm. So it's quickly. It uh, kind of covers up that freezer taste. I mean, as I said a while back too, um, when I was doing my fish my my fish sandwich review from Arby's, I mean the the king of fast food fish is the fillet mm -hmm. fish. And I would not, under any other conditions, eat, like, a fish sausage sandwich. Because that's what mm. it is. It's not actually a piece of a fish. Mm-mm. Like, that's usually what fish sticks are. I, those are disgusting. But for some reason, the filet of fish? That works. Even with the slice of, like, weird cheese on it. Mm. It's just a, basically a Kraft American, it's not a Kraft American single, because... No, Kraft American singles are gross. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you go to the store and you find, like, that block of cheese slices, that's all it is. Yeah, arguably not even cheese. Because the way they come in at McDonald's, at least when I worked there was a block about, I'd say, 18 inches long. Well, that's craft usually, but it's mm -hmm. like deli. Mm -hmm. Or whatever the knockoff version. Or there's Lando Lakes. We used to get the brick of Lando Lakes at Dairy Mart, and <laughs> I'd have to put it on the slicer. 
And that cheese brick, like, you could hurt someone with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at McDonald's it was pre-sliced. And yeah, it's, you know, it, it's good. But it's your typical, you know, it's typical American cheese, which, you know. It's gross. We'll probably fight about that. I mean, it's cheese. It is. <laughs> it's cheese adjacent. Is one of the reasons that you don't usually eat cheeseburgers the fact that it's some crappy American cheese on it? Like if the cheeseburger was mm. a Swiss or cheddar oh, or blue absolutely. cheeseburger. I, so I it's love the it American good. cheese that's throwing you. Well, the thing that throws me... So, in most cases, I will order a burger without cheese and without tomato because both of those items together, and especially when piled one on top of the other, like completely destroy the structure of the sandwich and like it'll like slide apart on me. That's so fair. I, I I will prefer well first of all also fast food tomatoes are not good. Um they're usually crunchy. I always think some tomato is better than no tomato. <laughs> But I like, um, no, I will do, I will do a Swiss, I'll do cheddar, I'll do blue cheese. Um, I love blue cheese on a burger, like with bacon or mushrooms. Um, 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 Gouda is always good. Brie, melted brie. We had a, a cheese sauce at the German club on Thursday. We got big pretzels. Mm, and it's, the beer cheese. No, it was a cheese, not the, the sauce, but it was like a spread. Mm -hmm. And it had hunks of brie in it that had been softened. Yeah, better than the beer cheese. I had regrets because um, mm. I ate <laughs> all of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I ran out of pretzel, I put it on my fries. Yeah, last night, uh, they just had nacho cheese. Probably because, you know, ma making vats of beer cheese was probably a bit expensive. Mm -hmm. I've had dinner in their little restaurant twice now. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And it's the stuff that we don't get at the gigs. They do this, um, it's like a special loaf. Hmm. You can just tell, I forget what it's called. But it's almost like a fried spam. Hmm. And I fry that up and put it on a little bun. And then they give you like a whole grain mustard with it. Right. Excellent. Better than spam. I mean, it's like spam like the consistency, and it's mm -hmm. probably pork. It's like Gucci Spam. Gucci Spam. Yeah. Well, we have a title. And then I had a house salad with it because I wanted uh, vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I got their Oma's special dressing, and it came, and it looked like water. It was just pure, clear dressing. Hmm. But it was mostly vinegar. It's 
something else sweet and delicious. Never had anything like it. It was simple and it was perfect and it wasn't, there was like no oil in it. We should go there to eat sometime together. Their portions are enormous too. Mm. Like the first time we went, my parents didn't realize. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Their meals were so big. My dad got, he got a sausage platter. And it, it was, mm. you know that serving platter he uses for ribs? Mm -hmm. It was that size. And mom got soup with hers, and they brought her like an actual bowl of soup, not that little mm. dinky cup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, years ago, I, I was on Cape Cod for the first time, and I ordered um, it was the seafood sampler platter. First thing they do is they bring out a plate, probably about the size, it, it was a platter about probably roughly the size of a dinner plate with a mound of fries on it. Then they brought out a bigger plate, fish, clam strips, scallops. Like to share for four to six people? Oh my yeah. God. It didn't say anything about that in the menu, and the the wait the waiter said nothing about it. I like when the wait staff gives you a tip off. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, just so you know, if you've never been here before, this is what our portion sizes mm -hmm. looks like. And then I think on top of all that, so you got all this seafood, and uh, I believe there were a couple of crab legs on there. Um, and some, I can't remember what it was. It was something with lobster in it, not, uh, oh, oh, it came with, uh, two stuffed cohogs. If you don't know what that is. How are they size-wise compared to other... Shellfish. Um, cohogs? Mm -hmm. They're about that big. So bigger than an oyster? Yes. Uh, cohog, by the way, in case you don't know, is a clam. Um, but, and I asked why, you know, why don't you ever see them like, like cohogs on the half shell and the one bartender at the one place I hung out regularly? He goes, uh, he goes, the meat in a cohog is tough if you just steam it he goes it's got to be steamed and then they chop it up and they put it in with a bread stuffing and it like softens up a bit and then they just they they put the you put the bread stuffing and with the clam in back on the shell and then they broil it for like five minutes isn't it a special clam though that is kind of native to new england yes Because the climate there is, mm -hmm. I would think it would be tougher given how cold and stormy it gets there. Yeah, it is a it is a tough climate, and you can still tell when you eat it. It's like you know, because there's like that, you still have like that bitiness mm -hmm. to it. But 
imagine if they served human legs the way they serve crab legs? Mm -hmm. Where they don't remove the meat, they just bring the whole leg like with the joints and all. <laughs> imagine if you went to the cannibal bar and you were like, well, you know, let's get some human leg meat. And they just brought you out a human leg. And you'd be like, what am I supposed to do with these bones? Um. They give you a... No, no exoskeleton, but to crack the femur, they give you like a big nutcracker. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, well, no, you wouldn't even really need the nutcracker because the, you know, the but the to, meat's on the outside of the right, bone. Right, but to break it down so you could like split it up, because I mean, True. you're not gonna eat a whole human leg, are you? You're more of a snacker. You don't ever even get seconds when we have dinner. You're like a grazer. So I can't see you, you can't put away a whole human leg. I might be able to. Like in one sitting? Where did this come from? Listen. Why are we talking about eating human legs? Embrace the chaos. So, where was I? Uh, by the way, every place on Cape Cod that you go to has stuffed quahogs. There was a place down... Like the 7-Eleven. Well, okay, not... Yeah, like food place. It'd like, be hilarious if they had them on the grill. There was down... Down the road from where I was working was, well, the coast. Uh, you know, the, the ocean. Well, there was this little place. It was, a, it was like just this little food stand called the food buoy and they had poor man's surfing turf the food buoy does not sound legit oh yeah it was really good though it sounds like a place you'd go to get trafficked it was a it was just this little like kind of this little roadside uh shack where they made you know it just had the open grill in the back and Basically, they had poor, what's called poor man's surfing turf, which was two hot dogs and a stuffed quahog. Oh, my God. So, Just, quahogs are like, they seem to me like they're probably, um, what's it called when it takes over? Like our zebra bombs. Invasive. Yeah. They sound like they're invasive and a pest. Mm-hmm. So, they sell them to unsuspecting tourists. They're like, oh, yeah, they're a special clam native to New England. They're a little tough, but, you oh, know, man. they're really good. I bet the natives are, are eating quahog. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, it's a really, you know, it's interesting there. Um, so, yeah, this, you know, I had this giant uh, platter of food. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and did you finish the whole thing? No. Shame. And everything was probably breaded and fried, too, oh, yeah. which makes it more filling. Mm-hmm. The thing about seafood is if it's not breaded and fried, you could oh, yeah. pound oh. through a ton of it. Oh, yeah. The breading slows you down. It's like you're a duck, <laughs> and you're just getting filled. You know how you're supposed to give ducks grapes now? Because mm -hmm. the ducks are getting too like waterlogged with soggy bread. Or that's why competitive eaters will sometimes like mm -hmm. wet down the bun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even think about competitive eating. It's like, I am not, 
I love food, but that would take the joy out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love hot dogs. I don't want a hundred of them. No. I, I am not a... Well, if, if you ever notice, like, the the champions of, like, the cone, uh, um, Nathan's hot dog eating contest are usually skinny people. Well, they couldn't eat like that every day. A skinny, skinny Asian guy or a skinny white guy. Or a skinny woman. Mm-hmm. There are a few skinny women who are, like, dominating the food eating. Because if you ate like that all the time, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want a competitive eat. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. When you competitive eat, you probably develop a uh, an appreciation for moderation. Right. Oh, so... There yes. was some guy on a food show. This is extremely specific. Uh, he was doing, like, a regional diner challenge where you, you know, you eat the whole thing and you get the picture mm-hmm. on the wall. And it was... I don't know, some kind of, like, nine-pound burger or something. Yeah. Something objectively ridiculous. And he's not a competitive eater, but he is a food host. And so he said his prep for it was the day before he drank a ton of Metamucil. Mm-hmm. Not after, but before. Because <laughs> it doesn't work real fast, Metamucil. No. So the, it, he was only suffering for a brief period of time. <laughs> and that was his official prep. Um... I've never competed in any kind of uh, food comp- like food eating competition. I know it's shocking, you know, when you look at my size. But... but you're not, as we've discussed, you're not the guy who sits down and gets seconds. No. You're the guy who will snack and graze all day. And I, but I've noticed, I've noticed lately. Because you um, get heartburn too, right? Ah, uh, sometimes. Yeah, so that would put a damper on your um, eating a lot in one sitting. I, I have noticed that uh, my portions have gotten smaller. And, you know, I could only attribute it to either A, I'm getting old, or B, I'm, I have a hobby. <laughs> and I just, haven't, I just haven't been eating as much a lately. hobby wouldn't affect your portions. It would affect your snacking. Hmm. If you yeah. were snacking because you were bored. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't change your portions. But getting old will change your portions. Yeah. So. We're different, though. I don't need to snack. If when I do, it's usually grapes or mm-hmm. an apple. But I can sit down and usually get seconds. Mm-hmm. I can eat a lot when I'm sitting. Depending on what it is, I, I can get seconds. Uh, I've had I seconds a few do, times here. I don't do dessert. Right. And you like to do dessert. Yes, I do. So you also tend to save room. And I'll have, like, one bite. Well, I... I I ate my dessert before mm-hmm. we ate dinner, so, which was uh, an Oreo, a chocolate-covered Oreo. It is funny, though, because if you didn't know either of us and you sat us both down together at a restaurant, I could put away probably, maybe not twice, but a portion and a half of what you could mm. faster. Mm-hmm. And you would not expect that. It's that, it's that little... It's that little rabbit uh, uh, metabolism of yours. I'm always moving, though. Like, when you <laughs> came over today, mm-hmm. I hadn't sat down yet for the day. <laughs> oh, so. But, yeah, that's genetics, too. <laughs> I watched an interesting video about um, genetic component, too. I, I mean, not only, of course, your body frame and, like, your percentage of muscle to fat is genetic in many cases, but, like, your genetics can make you more inclined to, like, sweet foods versus salty or to, um, uh, it's called, like, food awareness. So, like, if you see a cake, 
Mm-hmm. That's all you can think about. You want that cake. And I'm that way with, like, nachos to some extent. Right. But whether or not you can have two nachos and walk away or you'll eat the entire plate, it's not just self-control or habit. There's a strong, right. you know, genetic component. Because depending on your ancestry, maybe they lived in a place where they didn't have access to things all year round or... Right. You know, you would go through periods of starving. I thought that was mm-hmm. uh, nice to hear instead of just only eat kale and vegetables and you are a bad person if you can't eat healthy, which mm-hmm. we did a lot of. <sighs> so. Uh, doing anything else. Um, We're hitting around the 30-minute mark for this episode. This got better the more I ate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. You know, it was it was better than I expected. My expectations were low. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fries. Mm-hmm. That was a decent amount of food. I agree. Um, let's see. They've got, we could try the um, the Scottish version next. Alright. That's haddock. Mm-hmm. And it's a different type of right. breading. Uh, yeah, this was a battered uh, rather was... than breaded. Yeah, and it was cod instead mm-hmm. of haddock. So. And we'll do some mushy peas with it. We'll try that. I'll Google a recipe. I'm not a big mushy pea guy. Like, I'm not a big pea lover. I like but... them. I like them in, like, pasta and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like them in pot pies and stuff like that, but... As an accent, too? Mm-hmm. That's, like, how I feel about raisins. Or, like, uh, you know, if I do eat, you know, when it comes to peas, I prefer, like, uh, you know, uh, snow snow pods or uh, sugar snaps, you know. Oh, there's I like nothing those. like eating a raw, like, pea pod oh, in yeah. the spring. Oh, oh it's yeah. the best. I could eat a whole bag of those. I had a garden, I had a garden at one time. And... I tried growing peas. Unfortunately, the bunny got mm-hmm. to the peas before I could. Or, like, not even, like, they would make it an inch out of the ground and the bunny would come by and just eat them all up. When I was a very little girl living in Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, my parents had bought this, like, first-time garden kit. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a sheet of black plastic. And it had holes that you could cut out with scissors and it would tell you what to plant in the holes and like what month to plant them. So they Hmm. planted a little vegetable garden with that. I'm probably misremembering several details because I would have been maybe four, pushing five. Chaos ensued at one point because you were involved. I was still a child, so... Yes, chaos ensued. But I have... Vivid memories, which I hope aren't false, of standing there in the sun with my parents and trying uh, raw carrots and peas mm. or beans, like something green and snappy for the first time, like straight out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And I have liked vegetables ever since. Mm. The, the peas. Yeah, there's something so fresh about mm-hmm. a pea pod. One of my favorite things is you get broccoli. Just straight broccoli. It's good cold, but mm-hmm. I prefer the broccoli steamed. But what you do is that long the, the the stem at the end, 
peel the skin off of that and just eat it. <laughs> a little salt. It is good. I love broccoli, but mm, it does not always love me. And mm. it's such a shame, so I have to be careful when I eat it to mm. stick Cal to a small portion and, and give it some time to uh, see. A whole head of cali cauliflower, too. It was too a good. small head. <laughs> it was not that big. I say a whole head, and I know you're picturing, like, my head, but mm -hmm. it wasn't that big. Oh, and it's sad. not that filling, so, mm -hmm. and that was, like, my dinner. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I tried um last summer. The best part was you were podcasting too. I was that night. So I, the repercussions hit live and you all got to be part of it. Mm -hmm. Last summer I tried <coughs> rhubarb for the first time and you eat rhubarb the same way you just described the broccoli stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, Molly has been talking about rhubarb assault on it for as long as I've known her. <laughs> so finally we got some and she uh, peeled the skin off with the peeler and then mm -hmm. it's like hard and crunchy and sour which I like. You either love mm -hmm. it or hate it. But it was really good. And I haven't had it, so. I was in my 30s before I had raw rhubarb, so. You get tired of the same old, like, carrot. Right. Cauliflower, broccoli. God forbid you put them all together in like a steamable microwave bag. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, so. Anyway, I think we've gone on long enough. Listen. <laughs> Listen. You can stop listening anytime you want to. Anyway, folks, uh, have a have a wonderful uh, weekend and. Um, well, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. This is coming out on Monday. Time has no meaning. It's a social construct. Later, taters. Happy snacking, everyone. <laughs>